Hello there. My name is Stuart Fernie, and I want to welcome you to my series of reflections on characters and themes in some of my favourite films. I will also present thoughts on a handful of literary works, and there may be the odd vaguely philosophical piece as well. On this occasion, I'll be discussing characters and themes in five easy pieces, the tale of one man's self-examination and perhaps self-destruction, as he seeks direction and fulfilment. I first saw five easy pieces on television in 1976, shortly after I had seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. My expectations were high, and I was not disappointed, though I found the film less accessible and far more haunting than I had anticipated. In some ways, the film seems very European, in that it is more character-driven than plot-driven, and the characters themselves are beautifully fleshed out and real. The plot is really just a device to allow us to get to know and try to understand Bobby Dupee, played by Jack Nicholson. We see his relationships and follow him on his path of apparent self-destruction as he runs from responsibility and perhaps also from himself. The film has been rightly praised for its performances, its depiction of genius and madness, and the humanity of the characters. I have, however, found little on the net beyond discussion of these aspects of the film, which I find disappointing and strange, as great films like great literature contain messages for us all. They do not restrict themselves to the recounting of a tale specific to the group of characters who inhabit the story, but contain feelings, situations and reactions which may be familiar to us all, and may offer something we recognise as true and which may be relevant to ourselves. It seems to me that one of the principal areas of discussion in the film is responsibility, in various shapes and forms, from which Bobby is running away. At one point in his discussion with his wheelchair-bound father towards the end of the film, Bobby says he moves on not because he is looking for anything in particular, but because he's trying to get away from things that start to go bad. This is, I think, one of the key statements in the film, and it is one which gives us a key to truly understanding Bobby's behaviour. In his relationship with Rayette, Bobby constantly tries to distance himself from her and is often quite uncomfortable with her. He knows that Rayette loves him to the point of devotion, and she will tolerate his treatment of her. Bobby finds this devotion hard to accept because this total love creates demands on him in the form of responsibility for Rayette, who clearly wants to play a permanent part in his life, and pressure to reciprocate her love. By being unpleasant towards her, Bobby appears to be trying to force her into breaking off their relationship. In a curious and existential way, Bobby's insensitivity towards Rayette is actually the result of great sensitivity. He knows how painful it would be to her if he broke off their relationship so he tries to engineer a situation where she will make the first move. Once again, he is avoiding a bad situation by simply ignoring it and pursuing other sexual adventures, or by taking steps to avoid responsibility for its end. He is also fleeing responsibility in the form of his musical talents, or rather responsibility entailed in the development and displaying of these talents. Perhaps he is afraid of disappointing others. He certainly hints at this when talking to his father, or perhaps he's afraid of the constant pressure and loss of independence involved in the concert circuit. Perhaps one further reason might also lie in another significant aspect of the film, as I see it, class. Bobby has opted out of a comfortable, middle-class existence to work as a labourer. Why? This element, perhaps more than any other, allows us to see just how torn Bobby is. By abandoning his middle-class family, whose aspirations are embodied by elegant and classical music, and working with his hands, surrounded by feel-good and emotionally indulgent country and western music, Bobby is rejecting the rarefied and perhaps vacuous existence he was destined for, and chooses instead to lead a real life, which presumably he feels is of greater value. 
yet there are elements of his working-class life he finds hard to bear. He cannot stand some of the more mundane aspects of this life. He wants more than Rayette, and possibly any other, can give him, yet he rejects a social sphere that can offer him more because of its implied intellectual but vacuous superiority. He is content in neither camp. The scene in which Bobby converses with his wheelchair-bound and mute father is undoubtedly one of the most powerful and moving of the film. As Bobby says, if his father were able to talk, they probably wouldn't be talking. This beautifully written scene does somewhat embody problems many of us have had in talking to our parents. Bobby tries to explain himself to his father, who is incapable of giving a spoken response, thereby allowing Bobby the freedom to express himself without getting involved in any dispute. Here Bobby shows sensitivity and love, revealing an understanding of himself and his own problems, but also an incapacity to change and deal with his situation. Our response to Bobby Dupuy has varied from intrigue to sympathy, from contempt to admiration, especially in the famous scene in the diner, in which he deals quite brilliantly with the little man's blind application of society's rules. But in the end, when he finally runs away from responsibility for good, we feel pity and hopelessness. Bobby Dupuy may not be an admirable character, but he is above all human and not easily forgettable. I can't say I found this an easy film, but it is most intriguing and watchable. With marvellous and compelling dialogue by Carl Eastman and Bob Raffleson, it may at times be quite painful, but as an examination of one man's questioning of his own existence and character, it is entirely compelling and invites us to consider various aspects of our own lives, especially if we are critical of the way Bobby conducted his life. My thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you found it of some value. Please join me again soon for discussion of more films and books.